friend, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to be sharing my testimony. Really excited to share with you how I came into a relationship with the Lord, and I hope it um, inspires you in some way to share your testimony with someone. Um, And also, as I've mentioned in the previous episode, we have hit 10,000 downloads on the podcast. So I'm also going to be sharing how I'll be celebrating with you all. So let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. All right, guys. So first off, again, I just wanted to thank you all for um, just helping the podcast reach this milestone of 10,000 downloads. It's super exciting um, numbers wise and just as like a milestone um, in the podcasting world to hit. But You know, I really wanted to use this um, milestone as an opportunity to connect with you, and I'm really looking forward to that. So I created a virtual mocktail hour, meet and greet, whatever you want to call it, Um, and I have attached the evite below. So just look for the link in the show notes and RSVP if you'd like to join for this virtual um, meet and greet. So it's going to be on March 12th, which is a Sunday, and it's going to be at 1.30 Central Standard Time until 2.30 Central Standard Time. Um, So yeah, I hope you can join. I'm really looking forward to it. And... Yeah, so also today, when you're hearing this episode, it's Ash Wednesday, uh, the first day of Lent. And yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm excited for this, you know. Um, Recently, uh, this past Sunday, I just like, I don't know, I I just came to this place of, it was almost like a, a repentance, you know, back to God, like, Not that I haven't (laughs) been, you know, um, spending time with God and all that, but it was just like a new revelation of Jesus, I guess. And it just kind of brought me down to my knees in prayer. And, and even in the evening, it was like my, my spirit was just like quickened and like alert. And I was, I had a really hard time sleeping and, or like I had a hard time going to sleep. I didn't even want to go to sleep because I didn't want to lose that um, energy and, you know, enthusiasm for the Lord. And so I actually 
you know, prayed. I was like, I know I need to go to sleep because <laughs> I need to have that energy to wake up early and spend time with God in the morning. So I just kind of like prayed and I was like, you know, like, God, please like wake me up early so I can spend time with you. And then I did some deep breathing to go to sleep um, and I was able to sleep. Um, but the next morning I woke up at like 5.15, which was not really normal for me. I normally wake up, you know, around six, but um, I was woken up at like 5.15, but then I went ahead and still stayed in bed until six. Um, but anyway, so I don't know where I was going with that, except that I guess I guess I was going to say that um, the Spirit has led me to podcast every day um, as the thing I'm going to do for Lent. Um, I was kind of praying on it. I, was think- I normally give up social media, but I haven't really been called to do that because lately I feel like what God's been telling me to do is glorify Him through my social media. And... And then, you know, I thought about giving up sweets because that's kind of, you know, can be an issue for me. And, you know, that could be a way I could draw near to God. Um, But then as I prayed a little bit more and I listened to some other podcasts about choosing what to do um, for Lent, I felt led and confirmed that podcasting every day for Lent is what God has called me to do. So... Woo! It's exciting. Also, a, definitely a challenge. Um, but I figured out how to do it for my phone. I'll be traveling next week um, to Mexico with my husband, and so yeah, like I, I figured out how to podcast from my phone, and hopefully, I'll be able to upload from there. But I think I will. So um, I don't see that really being an issue. But anyways, I yeah, I guess. Let me not, um, <laughs> let me not, uh, procrastinate too much because yeah, today I'm going to share my testimony. You know, I think one of the reasons I wanted to share this is because I was interviewed on a podcast that decidedly dry. And then I was, and, and sometimes I think the thing I, I'm afraid of is that people think that just because I've decreased my alcohol intake. That's the reason my life has changed for the better. Yes, alcohol, you know, not being a part of my life anymore has made my life better. But the thing that truly made my life better and the thing that truly changed my life was a relationship with God um, and, you know, and a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and all those things together. Um, So it it definitely wasn't just letting go of alcohol. Having a relationship with God is the thing that allowed me to let go of alcohol. Um, so anyways, I just, I wanted to share that because yeah, I just don't want people to get the wrong idea that just because I've changed my behavior, that's what made my life better. No, it really is the fact that I have a relationship with God now. That's the thing that changed my life. And is continuing to change my life as he continues to change me from the inside out. So before I get started, I want to just invite God into this conversation. Um, God, thank you. Thank you for who you are, for what you've done for me. And I just pray that this podcast would glorify you and would reach anyone who needs to hear 
um, the hope that I have in you and the hope that um, all believers have in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I grew up <laughs> thinking that the kids at my school, you know, I have this distinct memory um, in elementary school. I remember like walking in the halls at my elementary school, hearing people talk about God and how they believed in God. And um, I felt like the only reason that they believed in God was, was, was because they were afraid to go to hell. And I was like, that's just not a good enough reason for me to believe and, you know, I was like, if there is a God, he'll understand my doubts. Um, and I remember having that thought as a kid, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. But um, like elementary school, you know, very young. Um, and growing up, you know, my dad went to a Catholic church. Um, you know, he identified as Catholic. Um, my mom, you know, identified as Christian. And we would go to church, you know, like on... Easter, on like Father's Day, um, on Christmas, that kind of thing, you know, on special occasions. And then, you know, my dad would kind of like bargain with us to make us go to church and be like, okay, if you don't go to church, you don't get to go to breakfast. And that was kind of like a lot of times we'd want to go to breakfast. We'd want to go out to eat to breakfast. And so we would go to church. Um, the church we went to, you know, was a traditional Catholic church. So I remember, you know, like getting down on my knees, standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down. And that's kind of like all I remember. I don't remember what they talked about. I just remember it feeling like really boring. Um, and so that's kind of what I remember about the, my childhood. Um, as I became an adult, like as I, you know, like entered into my teens, um, I remember me and my sister, um, we, we started going to this catechism class and I like, I really did want to learn about God. Like I was like, I want to feel what everybody else feels about God. And so I started going to this catechism class and it just like, I loved the teacher. She was so great. She was super, um, helpful for me and my sister who are, you know, like in going through puberty, like, well, already have gone through puberty, but like just high school girl issues. Right. And so, but, but I guess the thing is like, I just, it just never clicked. I felt like it never clicked for me. I never, you know, it, it never um, got into my soul. I never understood what, you know, what they were talking about. Um, and so I felt like that was me kind of like giving God a chance and, since I didn't, you know, form that connection with him, I just kind of went off on my own way. And yeah, like my parents divorced in my early twenties. I think when I was 21, like when I was like 18 or 17, I graduated early. So I think I was 17. Um, you know, I had started dating a boy and, you know, I was promiscuous and, uh, my parents were, you know, like, go fighting and like, um, I guess, you know, that's kind of like where their issues were, you know, really manifesting. And then they finally did divorce and I, I moved out, um, and moved in with like a boyfriend. Actually, I don't think they divorced yet. I think they just separated. 
But either way, like I moved in with like a boyfriend for a while. Um, and then I think I moved back home and then, um, yeah, I mean, I guess all that to say, like they, they divorced and that's kind of like where I noticed that my drinking started increasing. Um, I was always kind of like around alcohol growing up, like, um, you know, family members drank, um, excessively. And like, so that was kind of like normalized for me. And then of course my friends would drink excessively. And so drinking excessively until you blacked out was definitely normal in my eyes. Um, I started finding like my value and my worth and my appearance. Um, you know, like I felt like I was valuable or worthy if a man or, you know, a young man, um, found me attractive or he liked me. Um, and you know, I felt, I found my, I don't even know if you could call it peace, but I found, you know, like my quote unquote completeness with alcohol and in relationships with men who were, you know, not my husband. Um, yeah. So I ended up, you know, like, I guess starting to party a lot, you know, I, that's, I'll just kind of like jump forward. You know, I started partying a lot. I was partying like five days a week, like every day, except for like Monday and Tuesday, I was going out. I was like drinking until I blacked out. Um, wouldn't know how I got home, you know, everything that goes along with that lifestyle, like promiscuity, all that, you know, the things that you would be ashamed of. Um, yeah, I, you know, I got in a lot of like fights with, you know, boyfriends and with random people. Like I remember like just slapping people like at parties and, you know, I, I put someone in a headlock once and, you know, they passed out like in my arms and, um, just, I was very like, I don't know, kind of an aggressive drunk, you know, I'm pretty sure I chased after someone with a knife at one point. <laughs> um, I was kidding, but, um, yeah, still not cool, I guess. <laughs> um, when I was like, I can't remember how old, how old I was, but, um, basically I had been pulled over for like three DWIs before my, before I finally was arrested. Like the third time I was arrested, I was put in jail and I, you know, had to go to court, had to get a lawyer, um, ended up, you know, being put on probation for 18 months, had to have the breathalyzer in my car, had to go to substance abuse counseling, AA, 40 hours of community service, um, all of these things. And then on top of that, I was also having issues with, um, in my family, you know, my family, my mom had remarried and my dad had remarried and there was issues within, you know, these blend, this blended family, um, it, you know, brought up new issues and new problems. And, um, you know, I definitely wasn't in the right state of mind to work through those as much as I wanted to, because I, I was the oldest and I am the oldest, um, of my siblings. And so, you know, part of like, part of me does like did want to be the peacemaker, but I was also kind of like, you know, pretty, uh, I guess I wasn't reliable, <laughs> you know? Um, and I also just wanted to add that, um, 
I, I became a pharmacy tech when I was 17, I think. I think I was 17. I know it was before I was 18 because they had to restrict my hours because, um, you know, I guess Texas state law, you can only work a certain amount of hours. So I had graduated high school early. I had started working as a pharmacy tech when I was 17. Um, so I had a really great stable job that paid well for my age, um, that sustained my partying and all of that. Um, but yeah, so after the DWI, this is where God came into my life. So I was doing, um, I was doing community service at this animal shelter, and I mentioned this in a podcast before, but I was doing community service at an animal shelter where I had, you know, adopted my dog from, and you know, there was these guys that, you know, one guy was doing community service, the other guy worked there and, you know, they were always like talking about God together and how great he is and, you know, all these things. And, and, you know, at this time I had no relationship with God. I had had a lot of issues with men. And so I was just kind of like, uh, like, why do you believe that? And just kind of like snickering and, you know, they looked at me kind of just like wide eyed, like, why don't you? And I was like, because I refuse to worship a man. And the guy who worked there looked at me and was like, well, that's a stupid reason to go to hell. And I just kind of like was shocked by that. I was really just like, what? I was not expecting <laughs> that response. Um, and then I can't. I can't even describe like what happened in that moment, <laughs> but um, all I remember is that I just was crying and I couldn't stop. <laughs> and kind of what I had realized and maybe what some of the things he was saying, I, I honestly don't even remember what he said. I just remembered crying and I felt like that thing that I was missing and that thing that I was looking for that um to fill the void that was in my heart like there was this void in my heart that I was trying to fill with alcohol and with men I realized that it was God missing from my life and so after that day you know I the next day I, I went to do community service, he brought me like his wife's Bible and I think I started to read it, but I had a hard time reading it, you know, because when you start from Genesis and you start to get to the genealogies, it's very like, uh, okay. Um, so I didn't know where to start, but then I, um, but I, I started listening to like sermons. I started listening to like Joel Olstein. I had no idea about, you know, anything, but I really like Joel Osteen and I still do. He's still, <laughs> people can say whatever they want about him. But um, somehow God still used him to get through to me and to speak, you know, these affirmations to me that like, you know, it was just like what I, it was like what I needed, you know, to like just to fill my mind with like positive things, things that like I had never done before, you know, like, so 
you know, hearing God's truth come through those messages um, was really, really powerful. But, but yeah, so that's kind of like where the seed was planted um, was through that man, you know, talking to me at the animal shelter and then starting to listen to sermons on my own. And then I went out one night to like a party and it was like through a mutual friend and I had met this young man um, who, you know, I found attractive and who, you know, said the magic words, which was, I love God. And I was like, oh, wow, like this must be like my gift from God. And I think I was like 24, 25 at this point. And so, you know, I, again, I'm very new, very young believer, haven't really read the Bible, um, meet this guy who says that he loves God. And I'm thinking this is God's gift to me. Like God sent me a, you know, a godly man to, you know, whatever. Um, and so, you know, I start dating this guy and then, you know, there was a red flag after red flag after red flag. We like moved in together. Um, it was definitely not what you would call a godly relationship. And, you know, of course, I mean, if it's not obvious, we were having sex, we were living together. Um, and I just started feeling this like, well, actually it started like this. He came home one day and was like, we need to either get married or we need to like break up. And I'm like, um, okay. And I was like, you know, like not ready to get married. And, but we were still like, you know, just acting as if basically acting as if we were kind of like married, you know? Um, and, you know, I start reading the Bible and I start feeling like seeing where it says like to, you know, like not have sex before you're married. Um, and, you know, like I was talking to him about that. And then he was like, I don't think it says that in the Bible. And, um, and I'm like, well, why does everybody say that then, <laughs> you know? And I guess that's where I started digging in on my own was after that conversation. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, it's so crazy. So part of the thing that motivated me to share this podcast was like, I wanted to be a light to someone who was, you know, going through what I went through. And because there was someone who was that light for me, um, in my early, you know, Christian walk. So yeah, I was following this woman on Instagram. Her handle was like Evie inspires. And, um, you know, I reached out to her because I was having this issue where I'm like, okay, I don't know what I should do. Like, I don't want to get married, but I don't want to break up either. But I also feel like we're not supposed to be having sex. And I'm just so confused, which by the way, sex causes confusion, especially if you're not married. (laughs) Um, and the best thing you can do is to not have sex because you will have so much more clarity on the type of person you are dealing with when you take sex out of the equation. That's just my two cents. But anyway, so I speak to this woman and she's like, basically had been through the exact same thing. And, you know, she encouraged me to move out and to, you know, like not have sex with him and, you know, that kind of thing. And so, so we did, you know, like I ended up moving back in with my mom. He was really upset by that. Um, you know, definitely caused some issues in our relationship. Um, and yeah. And so we were, you know, still 
dating and then he proposed to me and we, and I, I said yes. And um, this was actually right after we had started this premarital course at a church nearby. Um, so we had started this premarital course and then he had proposed to me and I said yes. Um, but then, you know, like I just felt like God, you know, telling me like this is not it. And so we ended up, you know, breaking up. Um, and later on, it's kind of funny because later on I found out that he had been cheating on me. And, you know, I I had it like God was like leading me out of that relationship and it just showed me that I could trust God. And yeah, the other thing that happened with that was, you know, we were talking about joining a church and, you know, he was like kind of like procrastinating joining a church, but I really, you know, like I really wanted to join. And so like I, I, I went by myself and I remember it was like in January, I had started attending Watermark Church. I went and, you know, like the pastor had given this great sermon and he was like, you know, I don't want, you know, just people filling up the church pews. Like I want you to be all in with Jesus. And, you know, like I just, that day I was like, I am all in. <laughs> and so he never ended up joining the church with me. I ended up joining the church by myself because I, I was all in. I wanted to go all in with Jesus. And so I, you know, started preparing pursuing membership at the church. I got baptized. I, um, I, you know, joined the, um, a community group and it was just, it was so good. Like, and, and then from there, you know, like God led me to leave my stable job as the pharmacy tech. And, um, my goodness, this is just getting me so emotional. <laughs> I guess I haven't um, told my testimony in a while. So, yeah, you know, like God led me to leave my stable job, which I was very burnt out in. Um, and he led me into becoming a fitness coach and personal trainer. And it was just so fulfilling. It was like the best time of my life. <laughs> And so, you know, I, I was doing a job I loved. I was attending this church. I, um, I went on my first mission trip to Haiti, which was the first time I was sober on my birthday. And I think I know that was I was 28 that year. Um, and yeah, and then I, you know, after me and that man broke up, I, you know, became abstinent from sex. Like I was still like kind of dating here and there. Um, but you know, like, yeah, I was, I wanted to be abstinent until I got married. And, um, so that ended up being like a year and a half, but, um, anyways, like I was, I was kind of like seeking someone to date and then, you know, God was kind of calling me to like fast from dating. So I ended up like fasting from dating for 90 days. Like it started out with like 40 days and then I, um, fasted for like 90 days. And, and then I met my husband, <laughs> which was just kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many good things that came. Um, and 
obviously like the alcohol part, it slowly dwindled away. Um, it definitely didn't have a stronghold over me like it did before, but I wasn't like ready to just like completely let it go and not have it, um, cause any more hindrances in my life. You know, God had delivered me from like smoking weed because I had also like been coping with loneliness after my ex, um, after me and him breaking up the one I was like engaged to, um, I had a hard time being alone. And so I was like smoking weed to cope with my loneliness. And, you know, God had like delivered me from that. And, you know, I was able to finally quit and I ended up getting like a tattoo, um, of the cross on my forearm after that, because that was just like a reminder to me of, you know, what God can do. And so, you know, I, I I hope this, you know, message is hitting you in some way and it's inspiring you in some way. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's, that's the story of like what happened in the beginning. And of course it's like a journey, so it never ends. I'm not going to like <laughs> spend, you know, five hours telling you everything that's happened. It's, it's a lot, you know, it's, um, so, I mean, that's basically up until I got married and, you know, God's still teaching me and showing me things all the time. And there was still a lot that I didn't share in my testimony, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I shared like kind of where Jesus came in, but, um, it was, like I said, like after that seed was planted and then, you know, I think going to like, that's kind of like where God started to draw me in. And then, you know, sometime while I was going to church, you know, that's when I like surrendered to Jesus and I, you know, decided to get baptized because I wanted to make that, you know, public declaration of my faith. And so maybe right now, if you are not already a believer, or maybe if you are, you know, so many books of the Bible are to believers and we continue to need encouragement. We continually need to repent and remember the gospel and the good news of Jesus. Um, so if you're listening to this right now and you and God is planting a seed in you that there's something missing from your life and that thing that's missing is a relationship with God, um, I definitely want to encourage you to um, to read the Bible for yourself. Um, definitely recommend reading the entire Bible. Um, I have never read the whole, whole thing, but I'm working on it. And right now I'm in Isaiah. And the really cool thing about Isaiah is Isaiah prophesied about Jesus and told that Jesus was coming and how Jesus would save the world from our sins um, and, you know, come into a new relationship with God through Jesus. Um, so I just want to encourage you to, you know, maybe over this Lent season, get into um, one of the four gospels. I'm reading the gospel of John. I really love that that version. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, maybe if you've never read the Bible, you could start with Proverbs. That's where I started. Um, 
Yeah, I definitely think it's a great time to get into the word and you can even just listen to it um, on the Bible app. You can have them, you know, read the, read the Bible to you. I've been doing that in the evening and it's really been great for me. Um, and besides that, I just wanted to, you know, kind of point you to, you know, good resources. So right now, um, at the village church in flower mound, this is, um, the pastor there is Matt Chandler. He has a really great sermon series and really the one that really hit home with me on Sunday was called awake to truth and the truth being Jesus. And so I definitely recommend um, checking that out, especially if you are skeptical about Jesus. And I really love how he kind of backs up, you know, the truth about Jesus and the truth that is Jesus. And yeah, so definitely want to share that. I'll, I'll go ahead and um, hyperlink it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. And yeah, I, I definitely recommend if you do have a relationship with God, share your testimony with somebody, you know, um, you, there is power in your testimony. So I just, I just want to share that. And yeah, I hope this episode was a blessing to you in some way. I look forward to talking to you like for the next 40 days, <laughs> except for Sundays. That's when you know, um, you don't have to observe Lent. That's like the day for feasting. And then the other days are like a form of fasting. And so anyways, I'm excited. I'm excited for the next 40 podcasts that I'll be doing and what God, um, will share, uh, through those podcasts. So I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Don't forget to go to the show notes and RSVP. If you're going to come to our you know, 10K celebration. And again, if this podcast has blessed you anyway, in any way, I would love if you leave a review or feel free to sh- shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to hear if this podcast has made a positive impact on your life. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you very soon.